today on Learn Me Something. Lichtenstein versus hysterical strength. Hey, welcome to episode four of Learn Me Something. My name is Josiah and this is my co-host Caleb. Yep. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't listened before, this is a competitive teaching podcast. So tell them a little bit about what that means. Yeah, so basically every episode, Josiah and I come together, we both pick a topic without telling the other person what the topic will be, we present that topic in the episode, and then it is your job as a listener to vote for which topic that you thought was better presented, more thoroughly researched, and just more interesting in general. You'll vote on that on our social media, which we'll talk about here at the end of the episode, and the loser, the person with the least votes, will have to do some form of punishment that is never fun. Yes, and speaking of punishments, Caleb lost last week. Twice. Yes, yeah. twice in a row. He had to write a three-minute recorder solo and uh, put it out online. So uh, I've, I'm so excited to listen to it. Uh, yeah, I've... I finished it and sent it over to Josiah a couple days ago, but he decided to wait uh, to listen to it uh, to when we were on and recording so that he could give a more accurate, real-time reaction to my masterpiece. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so I'm going to play it now. Here we go. I lost Ooh. the game. And this is the punishment. <laughs> You've got like a little, little shout-out to the beginning. <laughs> and I gotta publish it. Oh, the snap's coming in? Use the recorder, he said. That's the fun of it. <laughs> but if there's one thing I know for sure, <laughs> I'll make this recorder sound good. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just, <laughs> it's just brilliance. It kind of reminds me of, like, uh, The Lonely Island. It's like a Lonely Island oh, yeah, vibes. Yeah. I'll make this recorder sound good. Oh, yes. This is amazing. Oh, the, the harmony. Yep. Oh, no, I, I doubled up recorders at some point. Wow. Oh, and then the, the dropout. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe we just make this the, the new theme song for, <laughs> for the podcast. Play this. <laughs> play this at the beginning. Yeah, who needs that original song? <laughs> yeah. This is so good. I'm not even halfway done. Oh. And it comes back in. Man, I'm going to stop it there. And if you want to listen to the whole thing, you can check our Instagram. We'll have it up there. It's so good. Well done. Part of the punishment, too, was uh, I had to put it on Spotify. Yeah. So I did that. I found a free site that would distribute it to Spotify for me, but yeah. I guess it takes a couple weeks. Okay. So we'll do a post on social media once that's actually live on Spotify. And yeah. It, uh, according to the punishment, <laughs> the punishment's rules, it's under my real name and everything. <laughs> so <laughs> I named it the recordishment. <laughs> that's so good. So like when you type in Caleb Fitzwater on Google, hopefully this comes up on the first page. <laughs> Yeah, I will say too, I've it's been a long time since I've put so much unnecessary effort into something that mattered so little. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the the big part of this punishment was you had to like take the time to do that. <laughs> put in the effort. A big waste well, of I time. Just got, yeah, and then I just got kind of into it for a while and then a big part of the punishment was kind of realizing how into it I was and then <laughs> having to be like, Man, this is like a 
an activity that I'm doing. <laughs> it was like a psychological punishment. Yeah, it yeah. really was. Well, and I went and bought a recorder for $6, and I was lucky because it came with instructions. So it came with, like, the finger patterns yeah, for each yeah. note. And so I was just kind of playing around with it, and then I came up with that very first part mm-hmm. that just kind of repeated. I was like, oh, I'll just go with that. And I dragged yeah. it in there. I was like, this is going to be done so fast. <laughs> and then I added the next part and I was like, you know, it needs something. So then I added the drums and the bass and I was like, well, now the beginning seems like it's too little. So then I added the voice and <laughs> then I added a dropout and a build up, and I just literally lost all self-control and self-discipline and just kept doing this as if it was something that mattered. <laughs> it does. It, it's very important. But... <laughs> I'm so glad you spent so much time on it. Yeah. Yeah, and the good thing about the punishment is I will get to keep 85% of the revenue yeah. that I make from Spotify streams. <laughs> <laughs> so those five cents that I'll earn over the next 10 years, can't wait. That's exciting. So we, we can just have everybody play it on loop all night, every night. Uh, yeah. And just turn your volume down, and uh, <laughs> you can help support the podcast. <laughs> I will pledge that every cent I earn off of the recordishment um, we'll go right back into making this podcast a raging success. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Uh, you ready to get into the meat of the podcast? I Teach each other things? I think I'm ready to learn you something. All right. So if, if you haven't listened before, uh, each episode we kind of choose a fun different way to pick who gets to pick who goes first. <laughs> so what's our, what's our little game or our little gimmick for today? Uh, we're just going to do some... Nice and easy. We're just going to have a random number generator, and the closest to it uh, gets to choose who goes first. So uh, let's do between 1 and 100. Uh, okay, pick, pick a number. Um, okay, I'm going to go with 42. I will pick 11. And you're, I guess you're just going to have to trust me what number is. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, crazy. I got 11. <laughs> That's crazy. No, we got 72, so you you win. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Um, You know what? I think in keeping up with tradition, I think I will make you go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a question for you. I got an answer. Uh, have you ever heard of the country of Liechtenstein? <laughs> sure have. I could not tell you where it was or anything about it, but I've heard the word. Okay. So I'm going to teach you about it today. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I think, I, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, but the way that they say it is... <laughs> I've been practicing this. Lichtenstein. Lichtenstein. I think that... All right. But I'm just going to say Lichtenstein because that's a little easier and less... Annoying for people to listen to me st- stumble over my <laughs> the whole episode. All right, so it is. There's. I'm okay. Basically, I'm going to teach you about the country. Okay, and then there's one <laughs> fun thing at the end that will be like the the peak that I'm super excited about. I love it. Okay, so it's located in Central Europe. It's just. It's between Switzerland and Austria. Oh, I remember. Sorry, I. I in college, yeah, yeah. I had to do, like, a geography name the country test in one uh-huh. of my international okay. business classes. And uh, uh-huh. I think I remember Liechtenstein was one of the ones that I had trouble with. Yeah, it's it's really small. It's the sixth smallest country in the world. Hmm. Um, yeah, so it's right between Switzerland and Austria. It's one of the 
one of two countries that are doubly landlocked. So you have to, if you want to get to the water, you have to go to a neighboring country and then go to one of those countries' neighboring countries. Oh, interesting. So uh, not much beach access for Liechtenstein. It's not a vacation destination. But, uh, well... <laughs> I mean, I guess it, it could be. I guess it, depending on there doesn't have on to be a beach for it to be a <laughs> vacation. If, if there's no beach, I'm not going. <laughs> That's my motto. <laughs> yeah, as I live in Montana. <laughs> okay, so like I said, it's the sixth smallest country. It's basically it's about sixty square miles. It's about the size of a Disney World and a half. Okay, and it's the population is about forty thousand people, which is less than a a day's worth of Disney World <laughs> attendees. I don't know why I picked that, but... That's kind of crazy, though, that if you got their entire country to go to one of our theme parks... <laughs> it wouldn't... It would be like a, a slow day. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's, a, it's a principality. It's run by a, a prince named Prince Hans Adam II. Ooh. And he, I believe, is the, the last or the only absolute monarch in Europe. And <laughs> basically... He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> That's nice. Um, yeah, it's kind of kind of interesting. And he's he's worth he's really involved in banking. Um, Liechtenstein is big in the finance industry. He's worth four billion dollars. This prince. No way. And his his family's value is about eight billion dollars. So he's got lots of money. And actually, Liechtenstein is a is a rich country. It has, I believe, either the I read different things that either the first or the second highest GDP per capita. So like mm. the the GDP per person is almost a hundred thousand dollars a person. Holy so cow! So like every, everything there is expensive. It's expensive to live there because you get lots of money for working when you live there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no beaches, so what's the point even? Yeah, honestly, um, it has. <laughs> it's also very rich because. They have low corporate and income taxes, so there's actually 80,000 registered businesses there. Oh, wow. Um, even though there's only 40,000 40, people, so people start their businesses, like have them technically located in Liechtenstein, but they operate elsewhere. Oh, play um, in the system, I see. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's why their they're, uh, banking industry is so large. And they, they also have a couple other industries, like they have factories and things, even though it's such a small country. They're the largest producers of dentures in the whole world. <laughs> so if you go to the dentist, they're the, the dental tools and the dentures are probably made in Liechtenstein. It's all Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. Liechtensteiner. So that's that's kind of their claim to fame. What else? Uh, it's it's in it's mountainous. It's in the Alps. It's really pretty. You should you should look up some pictures. It's like a little village oh. in Okay. In these beautiful mountains, and it's kind of old, old timey. Yeah, the prince lives in a castle. It's like, a, it's like a country with a prince who lives in a castle in the mountains, and uh, it's just like a fairy tale looking. So country. what you're trying to say is they're like 300 years behind everyone, but also making advanced dental equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's really pretty. Wow, it I is. I, I, love I just looked mountains. up some pictures. Holy cow! And I just saw a picture of his castle too. That is like, yeah, isn't that, isn't that yeah, cool? That's it's like, so like an actual cool. castle. So, uh, yeah. Holy cow. Okay, uh, okay. A little bit about the government. They, like I said, it's an absolute monarchy. Monarch, monarchy. Yeah, and uh, 
so basically he can do whatever he wants, but there can be uh, votes similar to how Switzerland does it. It's a direct democracy, meaning people can people don't elect representatives to vote for things and make decisions, mm-hmm. but they they can do it themselves. Like they have they vote on lots of things. But the interesting thing is the prince can pretty much say like he can just shut down any law that he doesn't want. Oh, so- and in two thousand three there was a, there was a a referendum to see uh, the prince wanted more power, and they voted. 60% of them voted to give him more power to be able to what? veto any laws. So pretty much if, if someone wants to, <laughs> I don't know, if, if, if the country wants to do something and he doesn't like that idea, he can just shut it down. So it's like, this is a um, democracy, um, but not really. <laughs> yeah, like he, he gets the final say. Hmm. And <laughs> I, I, <laughs> That's kind of nice for him. <laughs> During, in that 2003 vote, he, he was like, uh, you guys can vote me out. I'm okay with that. But I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna move to Austria. I'm gonna take my four, my six, my sorry, eight billion dollar fortune with me, and we're out of here. Yikes! And you're just gonna have to fend for yourselves. So uh, they're like, uh, I guess we'll just guess you can keep you. Nothing wrong is, <laughs> nothing bad has happened so far. So it's not that big of a deal. Oh, Liechtenstein. <laughs> but but people like him there. Like every year they have a national day where you can go up to the castle. And they have like free food and beer, and you get to just talk with the <laughs> royal family and everything. Just anybody can. So go he's there. like in charge, but he's still a pretty cool guy. He's not like a crazy. Yeah, he's not like evil that I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> not like an evil dictator. Well, or anything, that's good. But... I mean, I guess they wouldn't be able to do too yeah. much, even if he was, seeing just how small they are. I yeah, I actually read that like, if if the people wanted to vote him out and get rid of him. They could, but if that passed, then the royal family decides, has the final say on if he should stay or not. Oh. So, like, ultimately, I don't so know. So, it's really not really... <laughs> I mean, it seems like it is, because... Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's interesting. You can you can find that on their website. They have a country webpage. <laughs> nice. A little bit about the, their history. They're, they're really close with Switzerland. There's it's completely open borders. It's like a state border. You can just drive across. There's maybe a sign that says now you're in Liechtenstein. <laughs> it's a pretty picture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People, you can take your picture there. But um, the late 1800s, Switzerland accidentally shot shells into the country and burned part of the forest. <laughs> and they're like, uh, sorry. And then <laughs> Liechtenstein was like, mm, it's fine, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> and it, it said it was solved over a, um, some white wine. And then, and then uh, in 2007, I believe, <laughs> some uh, Swiss troops were just, uh, I don't know what they were doing, marching around. And they accidentally went a mile into Liechtenstein. So they, like, accidentally invaded their neighboring country. <laughs> the mili- a military invade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, uh, we should probably get out of here. So they left, and then they told Liechtenstein. And they, <laughs> they literally said, uh, it's fine. That happens sometimes. <laughs> so it's just oh, a little country that... They accidentally get invaded, but it's like, no big deal. These are our friend, friendly neighbors. Yeah, it's fine. You guys still coming over later? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I love C- that. Come whenever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they don't, they don't have any military or anything. They're just kind of reliant on their neighbors on Austria mm-hmm. and Switzerland. Yeah, which brings us to my favorite fact about the country. In 2010, Snoop Dogg tried to rent out the entire country for a music video. <laughs> I love- 
And uh, <laughs> and uh, they were like, they were like, sure, that'd be great. But he didn't give them enough enough time. Uh, so they they're like, we can't get everything ready in time. So uh, it's not gonna work. So it didn't end up working out. That's but so funny that, though. That gave them the idea to rent out their entire country on Airbnb. In 2011, you could rent out the whole country for $70,000 a night. What? Yeah. And uh, all the people would stay. It says it accommodates 450 to 900 people, um, a minimum stay of three nights. And when I figured it out, it's only, if you got 900 people to rent it out, it's only just over $700 a person per night. What? No, 70, sorry. $70 a night. <laughs> so you just uh, so if we get 900 of your friends <laughs> and uh, like a very you can take over the country. <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. You just have to get there. There's no uh, airports or like no sea access, so like, obviously you can't take a boat. But you just get 900 of your friends on some buses, head over there, and uh, pretty cheap. And uh, let me read you some things that you can do there. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> All right, so the, ch- the check-in could take place. This is directly from the Airbnb ad. The check-in could take place in the wine-growing estate of the prince with a wine-tasting session or right in the very heart of the capital city, Vaduz, <laughs> or at the foot of the Gutenberg Fortress with its medieval market. <laughs> That's awesome. Or, or, or why not on the banks of the Rhine in a Wild West-style town? <laughs> <laughs> it's like American marketed towards Americans. Yeah, no kidding. Americans. Um, and then, uh, oh, you can you can rename city streets and town squares. You can print your own temporary currency, carve logos or names into the snow on the mountainside, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> the mayors and marching bands can welcome you with a custom medieval festival <laughs> and present you the key to the city, or perhaps a wine tasting event at a prince's estate. <laughs> following followed by a fireworks show is more your style. Uh, <laughs> this literally sounds like a fairy tale. Like they are. I know. Like you can't say they're way behind they're leaning because into they're it. probably pretty like technologically with everyone else, but just <laughs> Oh, definitely. And it's the the crazy thing to me was seventy thousand dollars doesn't seem like that much to rent out your entire country. And for a country that's so rich. Yeah. Why like you're not making a ton of money off of that relatively. Yeah. They uh yeah, I guess they were just hoping that they could just constantly or consistently have people rent it out and just be raking That's in the hilarious. cash. That's hilarious. I mean, I guess for $70,000 a night for 300 days, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's a decent amount. Nobody ever actually rented it. There was one couple that was going to rent it out for their wedding, but then they uh, called off the wedding and never went to Liechtenstein. Oh, so they didn't change their mind because renting out an entire country for your wedding was a little extra. <laughs> No, no, they're just like, just called off the wedding. Maybe they had um, too high of expectations for their marriage. Maybe that was their issue. <laughs> I don't want to get married unless the... we can rent out a country. Yeah, husband's like, uh, okay, uh, on second <laughs> thought, I'm okay with something small. Yeah. But <laughs> I need a castle. <laughs> castle or I'm not marrying you. <laughs> this, it was, uh, like I said, done through Airbnb in partnership with... Uh, something called rent a village and you can even though you can't rent uh Liechtenstein anymore you can still go to rentavillage.com and <laughs> you can rent a variety of villages and towns uh all in like Germany and Austria same area that is but, so crazy so you could you could still do it today 
go and rent out a whole village. We should have like a meetup. Once this podcast yeah. gets big, we uh, fly, we have everybody fly down, rent out a Bring whole village. Bring 500 of our closest well, listeners. <laughs> our closest <laughs> listeners. And uh, yeah, we can rename the town. <laughs> Learn me something. something. Um, the town. Um, for all of you listeners listening right now, you better be really devoted to this podcast because someday we're going to Liechtenstein. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it'll be fun. So mark your calendars. Let's plan on... 2025. Are you free then? Yeah, I don't have anything going on that year. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm mostly free, so. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll check with my, uh, my people, but I think I should be good five years yeah. from now. So uh, there you have it. That's Liechtenstein, and the the tiny little fairy tale country that rented it tried to rent itself out on Airbnb. I love it so much. If you look at pictures, though, it definitely looks like 100 percent. Some type of Disney fairy tale, Cinderella, uh, Frozen, like it has that feel of giant castle and then a bunch of tiny little homes and then <laughs> like mountains surrounding it. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I, it's a fun little country. Oh, and uh, just for trivia's sake, in case this ever comes up in trivia, to spell it, it's L L I E, and then Kstenstein. It's L L I E C H T Einstein. So it's not hard to spell, but I think it's a uh, good to know. One of those things, you know, it'll it'll come up someday. Someday when you're and on, I'll be like, you know what? I can tell you that when you're when you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, <laughs> and then you can have like a uh, Slumdog Millionaire. That's what this whole podcast is. Yeah, my overall goal for this podcast is to someday be the type of guy who just knows stupid stuff about <laughs> a ton of random things. <laughs> so so far we've got a we've we're starting to compile a pretty good selection yeah. of somethings that we've learned. Yeah. I don't know much about Europe, but now I know a lot about Liechtenstein. Yeah. Now once you mentioned it was in Europe, I remembered taking that quiz, the geographic quiz. Okay. And I, so I kind of remember where it is, just yeah. that tiny little circle. Yep. All right, do you have any questions? Huh. Um <laughs> I don't think so. I just I am blown away. I shouldn't be because it's a big world that we live in, but I'm blown away that something so extremely different than what we live in could like still exist. <laughs> like <laughs> like just, culturally? Or just like yeah, the way it like looks, that just or? seems so foreign. And which makes sense because it's a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly like America. It's absurd. <laughs> it's crazy that there are places that aren't America. <laughs> Man, you learn something new every day. <laughs> Anyway, that was good. That was a fun topic. Yeah, it's fun. The fact that Snoop, it was Snoop Dogg who tried to rent it out just makes it really <laughs> fun. The, uh, yeah, I think my favorite part of your topic is the fact that they were like, we totally would, <laughs> but we just don't have enough to notice. And then they're like, actually, we could, we could make <laughs> a lot of money off of this. Somebody call Airbnb. Yeah, no to you, Snoop Dogg, but thank you for the gold. <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> I want to be the kind of person that is like the country of Liechtenstein. <laughs> also, side note, I'm pretty sure I've said the name of that country a different way every single time I've, so far. Well, <laughs> I've I've heard every way that you've said it, I've heard somebody say it like that. Like okay. Li- Liechtenstein well, or Liechtenstein. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just, I'm just trying to cover my bases. Yeah. So maybe at least <laughs> once in the right episode once. I got it right. Yeah. Yeah. But I just I want to be that kind of person who's just like whatever happened. Yeah, 
<laughs> sure. Happens, it's fine. Yeah. Sure. Wait, did you need my apartment for a week? <laughs> All right. Well, sure. I'll clear out. I'll figure. I'll figure <laughs> something out. Take yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll I'll be, charge I'll you twenty good. bucks a night. <laughs> <laughs> Sound good? Give me some time and I'll do it. I feel like relative. It'd probably take a lot of math to figure out, but relative to the wealth of their nation and like the amount of land that comes with it, I feel like they were way undercharging for <laughs> a single night for their entire country. They've they've got like a ski resort also, so Yeah. Which I think about <laughs> that's at least <laughs> at least seventy thousand dollars. Yeah, well you just kidding. Well, you said it's similar in size to uh, population to Disney. Disney World. So, like, yeah. Disney World, yeah. So, think about how much it would cost to rent out the entire park. Hold on. I wonder if you can do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, guess how much it costs to rent out Disney World. Uh, to be honest, I have. This is one of those things where you want to do some reasoning <laughs> to pick a logical number, but I have yeah, no like, idea where I would even put that. <laughs> I'm going to throw out $500,000. No, 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 no. Way less than that. $180,000. Oh, okay. So it's like... That's so cheap. <laughs> it's more than twice as much as renting the country of Liechtenstein, but they have <laughs> they have rides there. So that doubles their value, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> yeah, if... It, Think of how much Liechtenstein could charge if they had rides. Yeah, seriously. If they're if they're thinking so <laughs> critically about how to make more money and this is the path they're going down, I think they really need to consider some type of <laughs> theme. <laughs> the theme is Liechtenstein. <laughs> I think my next birthday party is going to be Liechtenstein <laughs> themed. themed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dress up as Prince Hans Adam. Yeah, everyone's going to show up and be like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good stuff. Fun things. Real quick. How much do you think it would cost to rent out America? Well, more than 150000 Yeah. Um, and America is huge and super, super greedy. So I... <laughs> I would guess, like, somewhere in the trillions. So you think we could, like... Wipe out the national debt with just like a week of. If we rented it out a couple times a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how. I don't know what that would even look like. Who, who would do that? And uh, anyway. All right. You should probably go. It's fun to, it's fun to brainstorm. <laughs> brainstorm ideas to get the country out of debt. Uh, I'll write up a, or I'll draft up an email to okay. send over to the White House if you want to sign off on it and. Uh, Say, dear White hey, House, or maybe we can make a video. Hey guys, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've thought of this. <laughs> a really good idea. <laughs> I only want a small cut in exchange for this idea. Yeah, and also, I don't. Well, I don't see any single thing that could go wrong with that plan. No, everyone just, here would go. They'd go along with it just fine. It, it's pure good idea. <laughs> yep. Anyway, we've reached the point at our podcast where you and I are just <laughs> rambling and not doing anything that's entertaining in a podcast sense. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah, yeah, move on. Okay, uh, you want me to dive into my topic? Yeah, I'm so ready. This is, this okay. is my favorite part of the whole podcast, is, it is the getting learned. The anticipation. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. I will say, 
uh, unsurprisingly, that typically, well, I guess we've only done three episodes, but we've kind of stuck just purely coincidentally to the same type of topic. I think this week might be the first week that we have pretty different topics. Yeah. So, well, mostly because mine is literally anything other than the history of (laughs) (laughs) It's not about Liechtenstein. If it's not about geography or Snoop Dogg, it's going to be very different. It's not. Okay, you want to know what it is, though? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm tired of waiting. Okay. Well, let me just... Let me just ask you this. Have you heard of one of those stories where someone something happens to someone in an extreme situation and they um, are suddenly gifted with extreme strength? Yes. Yeah, like a, a mother picking up a car off a child or something. Yes. I, I, I had this written down in my notes. Really? Yeah, as something to talk about. This is our first time, then, that we've officially overlapped as a... That's funny. We were talking before we started hitting, or before we hit record, on how long it would be before we had a similar idea. Mm-hmm. Well, right, I'm glad that ahead, I beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to learn you all about this. So the common term is hysterical strength, which to me is just hysterical. Like, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's frankly goofy how strong we get. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyway, how about I open up with just a couple quick stories of some people that have shown this, and then we can dive in a little bit to the science. Does that yeah, sound good? love it. Okay, without further ado, here we go with our first guy called, his name is Kenny Franklin. This is in 2017 in Florida. He took an Uber, and uh, I don't know where he was headed, but at some Disney point, World. his, oh. yeah, sure, he was g- driving from Florida to Liechtenstein, and his Uber (laughs) driver has a seizure. And he said (laughs) in an interview, he was like, I was pretty sure I was going to (laughs) die there because the driver basically had his foot stuck down on the gas and couldn't really control himself. Uh, Anyway, so Kenny, good old Kenny, is able to get the car pulled over safely. And finally, this driver kind of comes out of the seizure. And so Kenny jumps out of the car naturally he's able to stop the car and he jumps out and so driver wakes up is obviously super confused has no idea where he is starts fumbling with the car and when a highway patrol officer pulls up behind him to come check to make sure everything's okay mr highway patrol officer is walking behind the car walking up to kenny when this recently seized man comes out of it accidentally puts the car in reverse and runs the patrol officer over So, Kenny then sees this, and at some point, some type of science happened to his body, and he was (laughs) able to lift this car off of the trooper, whose name was Jack Hypes. And the trooper lived. He had some energies. (laughs) (laughs) So what you're saying is... The trooper lived. He had some injuries. (laughs) So what you're saying is some science happened to his body, and then he had some energies. (laughs) (laughs) yes he had some extreme energies and then he he lifted (laughs) what a what a crazy start to my topic yeah so basically he uh some science happens to his body he lifts this pretty stinking big suv off of the trooper and the trooper is able to get out from under the car and then gets to the hospital and lives this is story number one 
and there were eyewitnesses to this, and he gave an interview, and it was covered in the news at the time. Um, what type of car was it? So you know? this, I don't know what type of car. I do know it was an SUV. So it was oh, a, you said that. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. a big, it was a big vehicle. Wow. Um, That's hysterical. And he was able to lift it off. It, hysterical strength. <laughs> Number two, you ready? These, uh, I've got four of these stories real fast. Then okay. I'll go into the science. Yeah, and yeah. they kind of step stare increasingly in funness <laughs> and hysterics. Goofy and hysterics. <laughs> okay, number two. The guy's name is Tom Boyle. This is in 2006. Uh, Tom is 6'4". He's 300 pounds, so he's a bigger guy. Um, he is leaving a shopping center with his wife, and he and his wife look over, and this driver runs over a biker. And it's at night, so the driver must have not seen the biker, and I guess the biker was riding the wrong direction down the road. Uh-huh. Um, so he ended up getting charged for that later. But oh, that's driver hits the yeah yeah he had a hard day. <laughs> the driver hits the bike rider. The bike and the rider get caught underneath the car, and then the driver continues driving for another twenty or thirty feet Ooh. before he realizes what happens. He got dragged. Finally, the driver realizes what happens. He stops the car. Tom Boyle and his wife are running over, seeing everything that happened and knowing that something needs to be done. So Tom Boyle's wife calls nine one one. Tom sees that the bike rider is just, like, screaming. And so he's still conscious, and he's caught under there, and he's obviously in a lot of pain. So Tom grabs the back of the car, lifts it up, and the bike rider's saying, Hire, mister, hire, because somehow he's still able to communicate. <laughs> yeah. And so Tom continues lifting the car. The driver gets out of the car, and Tom is yelling at the driver to pull the biker out because the biker isn't able to get out on his own. Yeah. And... So the driver is just kind of stunned in shock of kind of the situation. And so so Tom calls five times for the driver to pull the biker out. Finally, the driver pulls the biker out. But that means that Tom was sitting there holding a car high enough for a, the biker to have room to get out, yelling for the driver. So he just sat there holding it up there for that long. Wow. While the driver, and then the driver finally lifted him out. Biker goes to the hospital, um, is very grateful. He seems like, he seemed like a nice guy. Like he, The article I read said that he was just absolutely gushing blood, but he was like, thank you for helping. And then the, he just like, was super grateful, and uh, he survived just fine too. Okay, wow. number three, Lauren Kornicke. This girl was 22 years old. This is in August of 2012. She goes out into the garage and finds that her dad is unconscious and being crushed by his BMW 525i. Basically, his dad had it up on a jack and was underneath it, and the jack came loose or slipped or whatever, and the car fell on top of his dad. And there wasn't a wheel on the car, so his dad was stuck in the wheel well, basically being crushed and was already unconscious. This one's crazy because Lauren said that they asked her what happened, and she said she ran over, and she said her body just acted, and she just lifted up, and then she got so much energies, car. all those <laughs> <laughs> energies yeah. she got from the science happening. Yeah, she said she literally just shoved her body as hard as she could and just kind of threw the car. What does that mean, which though? Was a one point five ton car. How do you? Uh, what does that mean? It doesn't mean like it <laughs> into the air like Hulk. I don't think. But it just means that she put so much force behind it that it wasn't like a pick up and set down. Yeah. It was like a, just pure force shove out of the way. Oh, so she, 
Um, oh wow! Yeah. So and for a 1.5 ton car, and so uh, her dad she ends up doing CPR, which is crazy because her work wherever she worked had CPR training two days before that. And so she got the car off her dad, did CPR, and actually ended up reviving him because of it just two days after her training. And uh, he went to the hospital with uh, some cracked ribs and obviously some other injuries, but he was just fine too after she revived him. Uh But that leads me to my last and favorite example of hysterical strength, and then we'll dive in real fast into the science of how it works. Uh The, The last one, which I love, is a lady named Lydia... Anguillon, or Anguillou. Uh She's from Quebec, so I, I don't know if I'm saying that okay. name right, but that's my guess. Um, this is 2006. Lydia, just to give you some reference, is five foot zero and weighed at the time about 90 pounds. <laughs> so a very small 41 year old woman. She is walking out, or she's walking outside of this youth center with her two kids, mm-hmm. and there's some other kids nearby that are playing hockey out, just out in the street. And all of a sudden, they start screaming, and she looks over, and she sees a polar bear. So the polar bear looks at her kids, and one of her kids is seven years old, looks at the kids, and starts coming for them. Holy so she stepped, she stepped in front of her kids, told her kids to run, she ran at the polar bear, just charged it, it, kicked it, tackled it, and then proceeded to fight it while kids ran and got help from a guy who grabbed a gun. The guy with the gun shot three bullets into the air, which drew the attention of the polar bear. The polar bear ran at him. He shot the bear four times, and then it finally died. But she basically had a full-out wrestle fist fight <laughs> oh, with bear. the polar bear as a five-foot-90 pound lady until a, a guy came crazy. to her rescue and, and polar bears are like the the most dangerous bear yeah. right <clears throat> they're very the dangerous and, most aggressive. and this one they measured it this polar bear was eight feet and 700 pounds and she fought it off and she went to the hospital afterwards and she was in shock but she had a black eye and a few minor scratches <laughs> and other than that, she was completely fine, which basically means that she won the fight with yeah, the polar bear. <laughs> yeah, that's the coolest story you could ever have. Yeah. Like, about an injury? The article I read said, uh, next time if her kids ever question her, they'll, they'll be able to <laughs> <laughs> that she can wrestle off a polar bear, so they better not question <laughs> Or like, uh, hey, why do you have a black eye? Uh, I wrestled a polar bear. Like, yeah, right, but what actually happened? She's like, uh, I actually well, wrestled no, a polar bear. no, but actually... <laughs> Oh, he, he, yeah, he yeah, punched it said, me. It said so she got the back. first punch. Yeah, she got the first punch <laughs> and the first kick in, and then it knocked her over and I guess got on top of her. Oh, and then scary. she just was, like, bicycle kicking it and yeah. punching it. And, like, I can't even fathom how much adrenaline must be coursing through you to have that. How much energy is in your body is because of science. How much energies are there? <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me... To the science portion of it, if you're in, if you're so of, interested. Of, co- of course. Uh, basically, let me start by saying a few things, then we'll dive into kind of what your body does in preparation of these moments. First, there's not a ton of real scientific backing. Like, scientists don't know for sure why this is happening, mm-hmm. because it's not something you can test in a lab. Yeah. Like, you can't put someone in a life-or-death situation just yeah. to see. <laughs> All right, we're going <laughs> to drop the car on you, and then we're going to have somebody come in, <laughs> yeah. try and pick it up. 
Yeah, it's for science, though. Don't worry. <laughs> so the things, the things that I'm going to say are pretty well reasoned, but scientists don't know entirely. Yeah. Um, the other stipulation before going into it is that the weights on these reports are often overreported, mm-hmm. meaning, like, take the Camaro, for example. It's a 1.5-ton car, but, do, like, she didn't pick up the entirety of the car and just hold it above her head. Yeah. So she's, <laughs> because of leverage and, you know, some portion of it already being on the ground, she's not yeah. bearing the full force just tipping of it. the... Yeah, of the weight. Um, to put it in perspective, the deadlift, which is the motion you'd be doing to lift a car, yeah. the deadlift world record is 1,155 pounds. Um, to lift the whole car would mean, like, breaking the world record for someone yeah. who's trained for years. So it's just not – and by quite a bit. So yeah, uh, they think probably more realistically it's in the hundreds, not the thousands of pounds. But if you think about the significance of still that much weight – especially considering most of these people aren't professional strength trained athletes. Yeah, yeah. Then it's just the amount of weight you can still lift or strength you can bear is still pretty staggering. Mm -hmm. With that said, let's dive in a little bit. Basically, humans are much stronger than we realize. And we don't realize it because our muscle use is extremely efficient. So your brain commands your muscles with pretty much every waking second. And... It tells your muscles to contract as little as needed to do whatever activity you would need to do. So, like, if I were to pick up my computer mouse, my brain isn't going to tell my muscles to activate the full force of their capabilities when it only takes a tiny bit to lift this mouse. That being said, scientists have found that if you are working at maximal exercise, like you're doing the absolute most that you can do, Uh you're you're using about 60% of your total muscle potential. And that's doing the most exercise that you could do and then if you're an elite athlete someone who's specifically trained to activate muscles at a higher rate yeah is the number is still at 80 percent so even people who have spent years or decades learning how to maximize their muscle use still aren't using even close to the full amount of their potential and basically the brain does that on does this on purpose to protect us because it's naturally wired to keep you from harm and if you use all of your muscle, then you're snap it or much something. more likely to yeah, tear tendons or ligaments or even break bones under a certain amount of force. So your brain uses pain and fatigue to stop you. Uh, which is another interesting fact that I learned. Just unrelated is that uh, like when you're working out or running or mm-hmm. whatever it is, if you're feeling muscle fatigue or if your muscles are hurting, it's almost entirely psychological. Mm -hmm. Your muscles could actually continue just fine, but it's your brain telling them to stop. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how much is mental when it comes to that type of stuff. And just how much control your brain has and how much control you don't have over your brain consciously. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Anyway, that leads me to what changes when you enter into the extreme circumstances which, if this isn't a testament of how crazy powerful and kind of just brilliant our brains are, I don't know what it is, because this is crazy. Basically, I'm going to walk you through really fast what happens, and I'm going to do it fast because when it's happening, it's almost instantaneous yeah. throughout your whole body. Basically, a signal enters your amygdala, which is the part of your brain that deals with emotional processing, okay. and it processes that there's some danger or some extreme circumstance. 
the amygdala, amygdala then sends a message to the hypothalamus, which is the control center of the brain, the one that sends the commands to the rest of the body. And then pretty much immediately, all of the following happens at the exact same time. The hypothalamus sends a message to the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands, which I found out randomly are located right above your kidney, releases different hormones, also known as adrenaline. Adrenaline then sends a message to your body to immediately break down big glycogen cells that they can send to the muscle to give muscle more energy. And then the adrenaline shoots through our entire body and our blood. And then it activates and makes you breathe more and faster, and it elevates your heart rate. Uh-huh. And then it contracts blood vessels so that it can more quickly, with pressure, send blood to your major muscle groups. And then it oxygenates the blood so that you can put more forceful contractions into your muscles. Uh-huh. And then it sends a message to the nerves from, uh, from the spinal cord to the muscles to give them more resources, also known as motor units. And the more motor units you have, the more amount of your muscle you're able to use. And then your, uh, your brain strips away the pain of anything yeah for the moment so this is essentially the process of fight or flight so in an instant you're breathing harder your blood rate goes up every resource in your body is being sent directly to your muscles to react however you need to Mm -hmm. and then all of the pain that you would normally feel is stripped away so that you can do what you need to do to survive and it's just this crazy immediate response that your brain just has ready and that's what allows you to use the entirety of your muscle all at once, which is just the fact that all of that could happen in a split second without us consciously even yeah. telling it to. Yeah. It's just so crazy. It's basically just your brain saying, okay, we have a lot of precautions and a lot of rules. We're getting rid of all of them for the next couple seconds so yeah. you can do what you need to do <laughs> to survive in this moment. Yeah. It's just so crazy. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much the science of it. Um, a crazy example of the pain going away is Tom Boyle, the guy who lifted the car off the biker. Um, Mm -hmm. When he got home later, after talking to the police and driving home and everything, that long later, he realized that his mouth hurt. He went to look in the mirror and found that he had cracked eight teeth. Holy cow. During the adrenaline of that moment of clinching to lift the car. Holy cow. And he didn't feel it for what I'm guessing is probably a half an hour or 45 minutes later. Wow. Isn't that that just so crazy? That's horrifying to think about. Like you look in the mirror and like your teeth are cracked and falling out. Probably not falling out, but still. (laughs) And you didn't even like... Yeah, like... You didn't even know what was happening. I just was chewing my teeth broken. (laughs) I just found out. Adrenaline acts in a lot of ways, um, and not all of them are healthy, especially, and that's why there's been some studies for, like, because it makes you ask the question, what if you can control adrenaline? Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, it's such an extreme response that you can't sustain it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really unhealthy. Your, yeah. blood, your blood pressure would be way too high. Yeah. Uh, way too much anxiety. Um, your muscles would probably tear <laughs> just from the extreme use. Yeah. Um, I will say there was one study, because I wanted to back this up a little bit. There was one study where they wanted to test this theory. And so this is by by a guy in Tokyo named Michiyu Akai with the University of Tokyo in 1961. He did a study of grip strength. Mm -hmm. So he had people gripping as hard as they could on something, and he was measuring. And then he snuck behind them and fired a gun, (laughs) just like a starter gun. Yeah. 
And he said immediately there, grip strength increased by 10%, just oh, wow. because of the noise. Yeah, just like 10% tensing up. past the maximum that they could consciously tell their bodies to do. Yeah. And then he tested again, and he just shouted, like, right next to them, and it went up 15%. Yeah, I have kind of always wondered about those extreme Lady Lifts Car stories. Uh-huh. And at the end of it, what I found is that humans are really just much more capable than we know, mm-hmm. and we're limited only by the rules and regulations of our brain. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy just with, like for me with running in high school, just knowing, like running a certain speed and then knowing I could do that. So then it's all mental. So then I speed up and I like make that checkpoint. So like, I know I can run this fast. So why not just go a little bit faster? Yeah. And it's, it's so, that's kind of when I realized how much it's mental. How much of a mental game it is. Yeah. 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 It's the same thing too of like, I thought of like doing a backflip. Yep. Like most people can do a backflip, but your brain has to convince itself that it can. Otherwise, yep. you'll stop yourself before you ever try. Yeah. It's yeah. just that it's so interesting that your brain has natural like rules and I guess guidelines that it follows without you even like knowing about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd think you have control over yourself, but. Well, and another thing I thought of too is. Well, it's the same thing with the common saying of people saying, well, you only use like six or 8% of your brain at one time. It just makes me wonder. It's just interesting to think about how much potential there is for the human body if you were able to fully like control your brain and use your entire brain at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think about like world records, like specifically with uh, Usain Bolt, and like sprinting, yeah, like because they just world records keep getting broken, and is that because people know it's possible? And if it's possible, I could probably just break it. And like, when when do those speed records like plateau and like, or will they yeah. just keep continually being broken? Is there a point where you've actually reached the maximum yeah. of human potential for like running? Yeah. How do you, how do you uh, react in situations like that? Do you, tend to like like am i fight or flight yeah do you tend to like go towards the action or freeze or i think i would be fight i'm trying to remember of a specific instance where i would be able to tell Uh uh-huh i don't know i don't think i'm a freezer but i can't remember if i'm a fighter or a flighter (laughs) (laughs) i I think i am i think i'm a freezer but i want to i want to know how you can not do that how you can like still think relatively clearly or calmly in crazy situations Uh so you can act but i guess that just comes with preparing like yeah i don't know preparing your mind you should read the book if you're interested in this kind of stuff i just finished it actually it's called thinking fast and slow basically your brain has two different systems of thinking uh one is fast acting and instinctual and you don't really have control over it and then the other is the conscious, more critical thinking type of mm-hmm. thought. And so the book kind of talks about how they're different and how you can, or like, how you can figure out when to use each one. That's uh, pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'll look into it. Well, it's kind of crazy. You've been learned. I have. It's just, just adrenaline is such a weird thing. Like when it happens and for like how long and. Yeah. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it happens at different times for different people. 
like when you get yeah. a lot of adrenaline when you don't. But. but it's crazy that your body has basically a drug built in it's for like specific situations. <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. That's another thing, speaking of drugs, that I learned is that a lot of people who do or who take drugs, they reduce pain in the same general way that adrenaline does. And so that's why there's stories of people who have been doing drugs who exhibit like high strength against police or something. Yeah. Is because yeah. they don't have that pain blocker as much, so they're able to huh. actually exert their muscles a little bit more. It's kind of interesting. Huh. Yeah. All right. Uh that was really fascinating. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, the end. So if you haven't listened to this podcast before, we have a l- winner and a loser for each episode. And uh, this week, we're going to have the listeners choose a punishment for us. So if you mm-hmm. have a good idea for a punishment for the loser of this week's episode to do, then you can uh, find us on Instagram, Reddit, or Twitter and send us something. And then I guess we'll probably just have people vote on a couple other ones that we think would be funny or good to do. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely write in. I mean, our our push for this podcast is the first truly interactive podcast. And so the more people that we have messing around with us and <laughs> giving punishments and voting and all of that, the more fun the podcast is. So if you have any ideas, even if they're crazy or dumb, just send them in. We'll be excited yeah, to see them. Yeah, it's, even if we don't do it, it's fun to look at them, the creativity. Yeah. Did you say... Uh, where they could go? Did you like? Did you say the name of our? Oh no, media? it's it's all at Learn Podcast on Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter. Yep, yep. yep. So head there. We post lots of fun things. Yeah, it's a good time there. Uh, and uh, <laughs> be kind with, <laughs> with your punishment ideas. <laughs> I guess we'll we'll have to pick it. We'll have to agree on it before we give it the yeah. go ahead. I guess worst worst case scenario. Well, how about we do it like this? It'll be a democratic system where you can vote, but Josiah and I are princes who can uh, <laughs> ixnay it at the very end if they're too ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're going to Lichtenstein this one. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, 30 seconds. Tell people why they should vote for you. Okay, so I basically spoke about people who show hysterical strength, and it was a hysterical <laughs> topic, and uh, I think we had a lot of fun. You were told some fun stories, and you were told the science behind why those stories really work. Boom. Okay, and I taught you about the country of Liechtenstein, and a little bit about its history, and the government, and the people, and, but most importantly, that they rented out their entire country. <laughs> and uh, you can still rent out villages today if you have that kind of money. <laughs> Which we will someday yeah. to send our whole Learn Me Something squad. 2025 LMS meetup. <laughs> okay, well, I guess, does that conclude this week's episode? Yeah, I think so. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. We've been having a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget that you're actually allowed to tell other people to listen to this podcast, too. Uh, and that helps us out a lot. So yeah, you're only we... you're only allowed to tell one person at a time, though. So don't go too crazy. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, don't tell multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Tell the whole world. Scream it from the uh, rooftops. And we'll be here for next episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, talk at you later. <laughs> what did you say last episode that made me laugh? I don't remember. Something dumb. Oh, it was like you'll listen to us later or something. Oh, you'll listen to us later. Listen to us next time. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, on that note, play us out, Larry. I make this recorder sound good.